0: This podcast is brought to you by Kingdom at Work, a movement that seeks to inspire, equip, and ignite leaders to advance God's kingdom through their influence in the marketplace. Find out more at www.kingdomatwork.com, kingdomatwork.com.
1: Hey, thanks for tuning into to our work friend this afternoon as we are talking all things Chicago, the Windy City, the Faith and Work Summit. Check it out online, fwsummit.org, fwsummit.org. W summit, that's faithwork summit.org. You know, I just want to make sure you guys understand this is going to be a phenomenal event. And so we're going to spend the whole hour talking about how you can get involved, and we're going to give away a set of tickets for you to go. But Martha, beforehand, before we talk about, it, let's talk about how people can get a hold of us.
2: Alrighty, Jim. So we have tried to create a lot of ways for people to get a hold of us. You know, with technology today, you have website, you have social media. Everywhere you go, you can find us at I Work for Him, and that's either .com or it's on our it's our Twitter, it's our um, Instagram, it is our um, Facebook. So it's I Work the number for Him, and um, people can just connect there with us any way that they want. You know, I've been trying to be more diverse in where I post things, and that's been kind of fun to see where people engage. And um, also, they can. Um, Uh, comment back to us. We love it when people go to our contact page and send us an email. Whether it's something they're struggling with, something they've learned about, something that they want to encourage us with or challenge us with, it's there for them to communicate with us. So that's on our contact page on iworkforhim.com.
1: And we'd love to hear from you on our listener line. And that's where you'll be calling today to win a set of tickets to the Faith and Work Summit in Chicago. 866-713-9675, 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. You know, the 2018 Faith and Work Summit is a two-day gathering of over 500 church and marketplace leaders, one of the premier events of the faith and work movement in the United States every other year. This summit will be gathering leaders and participants from every industry sector, All these people desiring to learn from each other and working together to extend Christ's transforming presence in workplaces around the world, no matter what that workplace looks like. This is not a celebrity speaker event, but a gathering where all in attendance will participate, share new ideas, and create lasting partnerships. I want you to check it out online, fwsummit.org, fwsummit.org. We've got Andrew Kutz here. He's with us here today, spokesman for the summit and he has been wonderful to work with andrew welcome back to IWork for him thanks for having me again today and you got a big title last month and i forgot to write it down again but you actually got you've been working slaving getting all this stuff put together they actually gave you a title within so what, what was that new title you got communications director communications yes. director which is what you're doing today communicating with the i work from audience all around the world, what the Faith and Work Summit is all about. Andrew, let's just start off with just some real basic stuff. For those people not, that don't know you, how did you get connected to the Faith and Work Summit? What, what is the, let's just step back. What's the call on your life that got you where you intersected with the people working the Faith and Work Summit?
3: Yeah, I kind of came in backwards, as it were. I grew up in the home of a pastor and a missionary. I was a missionary in Russia for my teenage years. Uh, when I was in seminary most recently working on my doctorate, I got uh, to be a part of some faith and work discussions at the seminary level over at Southeastern Baptist in Lake Forest, North Carolina, and it, I've been part of those conversations for the last three years, and that's how I got connected with the summit. Um, Greg Forster, who heads up, uh, is involved over at the Trinity Center for Transformational Churches. They're hosting the event. Uh, he told me, up today we have a need to help with the organization, and uh, it's really just been a blast to be a part of this. Um, It's interesting, because when you talk about the sacred-secular divide, you know, I think I grew up in churches where it's like, if you're a missionary or you're a pastor, you have a special calling on your life, and uh, I've really just been walking through a number of conversations in the seminary context of talking with pastors and leaders in training about how do we minister to our people and have them have a vision for being a missionary in the workplace and in their vocation both at home, wherever wherever God has placed them. So uh, that's kind of how I entered in, almost through the seminary context. Um, and I've really enjoyed uh, the conversations I've been a part of, the things that I've been exposed to, what what God is doing among so many different people.
2: Mm. You know, I'm curious. I have a question I want to ask you about that. But first, I just want to um, just let our listeners know, unless, in case they just tuned in, we are highlighting today the Faith at Work Summit that is going to be happening in October in Chicago. And Jim and I have the pleasure of being there. And we're talking with Andrew Coutier, and he is the communications director for this event. So we're just trying to communicate as many ways possible to let people know about this summit. And later on in the show, Jim, people can call in and get win a copy or a pair a copy a copy, copy of, of Andrew's
1: brand a brand new book.
2: <laughs> no, how no, about no. a pair of tickets so that they can attend the That's summit? Right.
1: See us, meet us in Chicago. That's so, right,
2: Andrew. I just have a quick question about what you just said. You said you um you know you started being able to have these conversations in seminary because that really you grew up in a in a preacher's home where you were very much, it was all about that, um, you know, that calling on your life to be a missionary or a pastor and that that was different and unique and maybe more special when you were having those conversations at the seminary level, did it resonate with people that they saw that this was a conversation that was needed to have yet at, at the pulpit? Uh,
3: most definitely. I, I would say the younger generation that's coming up, is sort of pursuing pastoring church planning, uh, this whole faith and work discussion is very um, very interesting and very much this is like where my friends are at or this is where my social group, uh, my peers are at. Is, um, how do we engage everyday people? Um, I know before I was, I actually had a period of time when I, was a, I was a youth pastor and mm-hmm. I would talk with my students and I would have these conversations. They're like, I want to follow Jesus, but I don't feel like I could go, be a missionary, or I don't feel gifted the way that you are, Andrew. And I would have, it was, it was challenging. I, this is actually before I was part of the faith in more conversation um, of just how to approach that sort of like, you know, greater than, lesser than sort of distinction. And uh, I think with the, the, the vision of seeing your faith in your everyday work, whether that's in the marketplace or, uh, you know, in academia or uh, in the home, um, I think that's just, uh, I think a lot of people are very uh, hungry for that conversation. and It really creates a new vision uh, for integrating faith in everyday life, everyday mm, life. And awesome. not just on Sunday youth group or what I do at church, but in my day-to-day life and relationships and work. Right. All
1: right. So let's get into the details. The Faith and Work Summit is October 11th through the 13th in Chicago, Illinois, right outside the O'Hare, O'Hare Airport. Talk to us about the details.
3: Yeah, well, basically, this is going to be a gathering. It's going to be very collaborative. So, there's going to be three sessions that are more like uh, vision casting sessions where leaders in the faith and work movement will be sharing um, on, on some bigger, broader concepts. But then, just as much time will be spent in workshops. We have over 45, close to 50 workshops uh, that are detailing a specific areas. So, for instance, last month we were talking with Randy Pope about God and law um you know how do we put our faith into doing doing law or in Mm -hmm. the public sector um if you go on our website it lists all those out and there's really i think a niche for just about everybody to have to take that faith and work conversation and make it specific to their vocation and their their different things that they're thinking through
1: so it's the 11th through the 13th of october they can go on to register at fwsummit.org how much does it cost
3: uh, it's two thirty-nine, uh, two hundred thirty-nine dollars until Saturday. That's actually the early uh, registration deadline. So after Saturday, after the fifteenth, uh, it's going to go up to the full price of two seventy-nine. But if if you're able to get on there this week, you can get the, the early discount, or you can win those two tickets.
1: That's, That's exactly right. Or you can call right. for the Good two job. tickets, which we'll we've got a pair of tickets, two to go to one person, for you for you to bring a friend to Chicago to the Faith and Work Summit. FWSummit.org is where you can find out more details, but if you want to win the tickets, call the listener line. I work for him, listener line, 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. All right, Andrew, just one last question before we go to break. Who should be coming to the Faith and Work Summit?
3: Uh, pastors should come. Uh, we've already talked about pastors in training in the seminary, trying to minister their congregations so in the workplace. Uh, Christian business people, Christian uh, business owners, uh, seminary professors, uh, and really just anybody, any believer in Jesus Christ who's trying to work out their faith in their workplace, in their vocation. This is hopefully going to be an eclectic gathering, people from all these different spheres coming together and having a conversation where they can each learn from each other, be encouraged, Mm -hmm. and be inspired.
1: Well, the last time there was a Faith and Work Summit it was in Dallas, Texas, and Martha and I got a chance to go, and it was an amazingly eclectic, very diverse crowd, and it was so much fun. We really want to invite you listeners to join Martha and I in Chicago, October 11th through the 13th. Check it out online, the Faith and Work Summit, fwsummit.org. We've got Andrew on the online. He's the communications director for the Summit coming up in October. We would love for you guys to join us in Chicago October 11th through the 13th. Andrew, is it too late for people to register for the Summit?
3: No, sir. Uh, actually, you can still get the early registration if you register by September 15th. After that, it goes up. But um, if you register by Saturday, uh, you get the early registration price.
1: Of and are there still hotel rooms available at the place where you're holding the Summit? Yes, there are, but they're going fast.
3: So I imagine. quickly If you want to get those.
1: And what was the hotel that you guys were staying at? It's the Hyatt Regency, uh, O'Hare, right by the O'Hare Airport in Chicago. So people are flying into O'Hare, not into Midway. That's the easiest way to get to this thing. And it is October 11th. Starts the, it starts at like 7 o'clock at night on the 11th? Is that what it is?
3: Yes, it starts Thursday night, 7 o'clock. And then uh, you're done and out of there Saturday around
1: noon. Saturday around noon. So people
2: could stay in Chicago for the weekend. Oh, and, and it's enjoy... October, so it's going
1: to be incredible. Uh, our weather in October in Chicago is phenomenal off the charts should be spectacular. So we'd love to invite you fwsummit.org, fwsummit.org. Andrew, what is one, one top thing you're really looking forward to on the summit coming up here in October?
3: Uh, well, I've been a part of some of these conversations for the last couple of years. So I really enjoy getting to reconnect with old friends, uh, different people from around the country. Uh, I used to live in California, so we've got, uh, the Talbot people, Biola people involved, so I look forward to seeing them um, and so I look forward to, to learning something but also the relationships over time that you continue mm-hmm. to, to develop has, have always been
1: encouraging to me. That's fantastic. Well, why don't you introduce our first guest for the day?
3: Okay. Uh, we have Al Erzman. I hopefully got that correct and uh, Al is actually on the steering committee for the Faith at Work Summit, so he's been very involved from the start, he used to be with uh, the Boeing Company and also Seattle Pacific University, their school of business out there.
2: And uh, we're just real
3: excited
1: to have Al on the show. Al, welcome to iWork for him. Thank you. Nice to be here. You've also been involved in a huge project, not only at Boeing not, uh, and, and Seattle Pacific, but also you were part of the Theology of Work project. Uh, that was a pretty big deal, too, wasn't it?
4: It's an ongoing project, actually. We've mm-hmm. written a... Uh, commentary on every book of the Bible, what it has to say about daily work, but it's now coming out in Korean. We're working on Vietnamese, Mandarin, uh, Spanish, Uh, so uh, building Bible studies and so on. So yeah, that's uh, a major part of my life.
1: Uh, It's fantastic, and it is such a great resource. Martha and I actually got a printed copy, and Martha uses it almost every day in her devotions. It is such a great resource, but people can get access to it online, theologyofwork.org, theologyofwork.org. Al, why are you so passionate about Christ followers connecting their faith and their work?
4: I guess it was during the time I was at Boeing that I came to realize that even at Boeing I was in full-time Christian service. And learning what that really means and working it out became a passion of mine. Probably around 1980, so it's been a part of my life, and it's a major thing I do these days.
2: That's very good. So now you, um, your profession has really wrapped around the whole um, science, technology, engineering, and math, and it's, and that is STEM. I mean, that's like what that kind of acronym is for that, but. What advice do you have for young professionals that are going into those fields in living out their faith in their workplace? What's unique about it? And what advice do you have for them?
4: Well, I think the exciting part is that when you're in those fields, you, get a part, you can be a creator of new things. And that mm-hmm. really reflects what God did in the first two chapters of Genesis. And so there are some reminders of how you can start thinking about that career through that lens. And when people get a hold of that, it is really exciting for them and for those around them.
1: Hmm. Give us an example of how you saw, you know, you're working in some pretty, pretty fantastic and uh, complicated parts of our world. How have you seen the Lord working when you're in your time at Boeing? How did you see your faith impact the work that you were doing?
4: Well, I think that uh, there's a lot of ways. One, of obviously, is relational. How do you treat people with respect? How do you value the work that they do? How do you recognize that they are image bearers of God? But I think beyond that, to say, I understand that this creative work is an incredible joy for people. How do we create the opportunity for them to experience that joy? But then the other side of Genesis three, we understand that work is also broken. And so how do we anticipate the brokenness of our work? We began to ask the question in project reviews, not only what might this do for us if we're very successful in creating this new tool, whether it's virtual reality or some new algorithm or whatever, or what might it do to us and how might we anticipate consequences and begin to work through to protect as well as we can uh, this new capability from really horrible use.
2: You know, and I love what you're talking about in the sense of um, how Andrew Coutier, who is the communications director for the Faith at Work Summit that we're talking about today, um, Andrew said that there's 40 or 50 breakout workshop kind of sessions that all delve into the different areas where people work, where Al may be able to speak to some people that I would, ha- I wouldn't know how to speak in their workplace. Um, but that's the beauty of this is that lots of different people coming from different backgrounds coming together. Um, so Al, when you think about that, and I know you're on the steering committee, but aside from that, why are you um, attending the faith at work summit?
4: Uh, you know, uh, I've been very much involved, as I mentioned, with Theology Work Project, with mm-hmm. Christians in Business here in Seattle, and other kinds of things, but I think we can all get insular in what we are doing and think, well, this is the ultimate answer. And actually, I believe that God is at work in this work and faith movement, and that we can begin to learn more about God by talking with others and seeing how God is working in their lives. So in my uh, one of the reasons why we started that first summit in 2014 and then the Dallas one and then this one is because we wanted to bring people together
1: to share experiences and see how God was at work. I love that. When you come to Chicago, Al, are you speaking or are you running one of those breakouts?
4: Well, I've organized one of the plenary sessions and then I've organized nine of the breakout sessions related to uh, things like uh, shaping the future of artificial intelligence and the role of the church in thinking about healthcare and how we do redemptive entrepreneurship. But I've organized a couple where I will be uh, speaking around, what if you're a person that works in a large company and you're only a small cog? How do you see your role in serving Christ in that position? Uh, and I have another one in how do we think about a small business? What is its purpose? Is it just to make money, or is it bigger than that? And I've got a few people that I've recruited to be a part of uh, a discussion we'll be having in that area.
1: It's going to be so hard to choose which breakouts to go to. Al Erisman, thanks so much for being on iWork for him. Martha, and I look forward to meeting you once again in Chicago, Illinois, October 11th through the 13th for the Faith at Work Summit. Thank you so much, Al, for being on iWork for him this afternoon.
4: Thank you. It's been a pleasure.
1: Make sure you check out the Faith at Work Summit online, fwsummit.org, fwsummit.org. Andrew, as you hear the kinds of breakouts that, uh, that Al has helped set up, that's some pretty exciting conversations.
3: That is. I'm really uh, interested in uh, where that artificial intelligence conversation is going to go. Uh, we tend to think of this as like, oh, this is crazy, this is sci-fi, but this is what's actually happening um, in, in labs around the country. And uh, to, to ask the question of how do we integrate our faith, and how do we bring faith to that conversation, uh, I wish I could be a fly on the wall.
1: Yeah. Well, are you going to record all of the different sessions so that people can access those later? I believe so but I can't, you know, don't quote me on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, this has been recorded, so yeah. you're being quoted.
2: But we're quoting him saying he believes it. All <laughs> right, okay.
1: Sure. No, I think it should happen. But there's absolutely some fabulous
2: exactly. conversations that people, this has got to be intriguing people, Jim, to go, I can talk with people about my job in artificial intelligence. Or what about my, about my business. business? What's
1: the point of my business? Yeah. And what about healthcare? Mm. How did Christian's re- relationship with healthcare? I love that. We want you guys to get involved. Andrew, you said you're willing to give away a special gift today And I work for him. What is it you're giving away?
3: Uh, we're giving away two tickets. That's the full conference registration, uh, which right now with the early registration, and that's worth over uh, almost $500. So right. uh, we're giving the, that away.
1: Well, we're giving away, you said we're giving away a pair of tickets, or are we right. giving away two tickets? I want to make sure we do it right, so I announce it properly. A pair. We're it's giving a away pair. a pair of tickets. All right, we want so,
2: somebody to not come alone, come with somebody. So
1: you've got accountability for what you learned to bring it back there to your you work. Or divide
2: and conquer you for You can call of the
1: iWorkroom listener line, 866-713-9675, to get a, a pair of those tickets. 866-713-9675, leave a message, 866-713-WORK. Martha, where are we going?
2: We are going to the Faith at Work Summit, and it is going to be in um, Chicago down by the O'Hare Airport at the Hyatt Regency. People can um, register register for it online at fwsummit.org. But the best news is, Jim, is they've been willing to give away a pair of tickets for somebody that wants to attend and calls into our listener line today. It's an
1: over $500 value, and you're getting them given away right here in iWork Work him, And we're going to be there. Join us in Chicago. Call into the studio line, the listener line, iWork listener line. Am I ever going to get that right? Sure. 866-713-9675. 866 713 nine six seven five eight six six seven one three work get a couple of tickets to the faith at work summit chicago illinois october 11th through the 13th no matter where you are in the country chicago o'hare airport is easy to get to and in october there's no snow there's not typically bad weather it's usually perfecto. chicago is gorgeous in October, it's a great time. I have visions a
2: Saturday afternoon when the conference is over. People can stay. They Walking can walk down by, downtown, by the river, walk down a by the lake.
1: The leaves will be pizza, changing. Pizza whatever. or a Chicago dog. Oh, I am going to have both. We're going to have pizza from?
2: Uh, yeah, I can't think of it.
1: A Giordano's. Giordano's, Giordano's yes, pizza, And we're going to have Chicago dogs where you can get on every corner. Andrew Kutz here, <laughs> Communications Director for the Faith and Work Summit. How excited are you that this is coming up a month from today?
3: Uh, it, I'm really excited. Uh, we've been working on this for a long time. It's exciting to see people signing up, getting involved. Uh, a lot of positive momentum. Really looking forward to a great conference.
1: You know, and I'm reminded, and, and it's not the subject of today, but today is one of those days of remembrance, Ooh. 9-11. And, uh, you know, I get so carried away thinking about October that I don't want to miss the significance of today. And and, and I heard an amazing statistic. Not only did over 3,000 people die, United States citizens die on this date in 2001 and then we so many more thousands more died in fighting the war that we're still fighting in Afghanistan and Iraq but over 3,000 first responders have died since that point in time because of the chemicals they were exposed to Mm. rescuing people and going through the recovery efforts on uh, at ground zero and uh, we just want to just you know our hearts and our minds uh, we're just so thankful for the service uh, for those people that gave up their lives, those people that whose lives were sacrificed on behalf of our country, all because we are the greatest nation and because we proclaim, "In God We Trust." So, if you have been personally touched, well, every one of us was touched by 9/11. Just like our are the people that came before us were touched by Pearl Harbor, uh, it's one of those days that will remain we will never forget. So thank you for your service. Andrew, you've got another guest for us that's going to talk about uh, part of what's going on here at the Faith at Work Summit. Why don't you introduce our next guest?
3: Yes, this is uh, Delano Sheffield. He's uh, actually the, a pastor of discipleship at Macedonia Baptist Church in Kansas City. Uh, but that's not all he does. He's really uh, really, intimately involved with uh, Made the Flourish in Kansas City. He's a Coast City Network leader. Uh, he's also uh, asking a lot of big questions about faith and work in his, um, I believe, in his doctoral studies. And uh, he's bringing a heart of a pastor who desires to, to shepherd his congregation well in uh, integrating faith
1: and work. Delano Sheffield, welcome to I Work For Him.
0: Hey, it's nice to meet you. Glad to be on the show.
1: Well, we can't wait to meet you face-to-face from whether are in Chicago, October 11th through the 13th for the Faith at Work Summit. Delano, why don't you just talk about this calling? So you're a, a local pastor in Kansas. So are you in Kansas City, Missouri, or Kansas City, Kansas?
0: That's a great question. It's in uh, Kansas City, Missouri.
1: Okay, because I know there's both, but not everybody in the country really knows that, and they're separated by a river, and they're very different towns. So you, you, you're a pastor. And yet you're and you're also involved with the Made to Flourish movement, which we love Made to Flourish. Why don't you tell us about Made to Flourish? What's that all about?
0: Sure. Made to Flourish is a, uh, a network of pastors, uh, which we really try to equip them to uh, do a better job of connecting Sunday's worship to Monday's work. And how do you equip mm-hmm. the parishioner to think about Monday's worship and work uh, being integrated well?
1: Well, and really is it about helping pastors understand that their job of equipping it is so, so far more, ah, it's just so important that they equip us, not just for the 5% of our lives we live within the four walls of the church, but for the 95% of our lives that we live outside of the four walls of the church and that we desperately need to be equipped for the mission field, the ministry places that we, that we participate in every day.
0: That's, that's correct. That's a great way to put it. Um, we live our lives in the presence of God, and uh, if He's there, if He's involved in it, then we need to be asking those thoughtful questions about what is it that he wants from us being uh, his hands and feet in the work that we do day by day.
1: So how did you become passionate about helping pastors understand that? Why did you get involved in the made to flourish movement?
0: Uh, my heart is really for the pastor. Uh, I oversee the discipleship at Macedonia Baptist, but my, my heart is really about helping pastors, uh, you know, the tremendous workload that they have to do uh, a lot that mm-hmm. they have to think about a lot that they have to shoulder. And so, Uh, My heart has always just been for pastors and the work that how do we help them to help their parishioners to be equipped for the work they have to do throughout the week also.
1: Mm, It's tough. Being a pastor is a tough job because they don't just have one boss either. Well, they do have one ultimate boss, but they got those 400 extra bosses that like to chime in every week.
2: (laughs) Give or or take. So tell us about why you're coming to the Faith and Work Summit in Chicago.
0: Well, I'll I'll, I'll be coming in particular because I'm speaking this year. Uh, I got a chance to attend in Dallas and just love the work that they're doing and bringing people together. They really have really good candid conversations in a lot of different areas. But this year I'll be coming to speak about how do we shepherd in the marketplace. If, if we are uh, imaging Christ, being Christ-like in the things that we do, then there's a shepherding component to that. And the engagement and the work that we do, and the way that we engage with people, uh, we're going to try to push those questions and help us to think through
1: it. Well, give us some give us a sneak peek on that how do we shepherd in the marketplace I can't wait to hear some of those ideas just give us a little sneak peek
0: little sneak peek well I think first and foremost we have to do a better job about noticing people uh, you wouldn't see shepherds that would ignore uh, sheep that are around them matter of fact we see in scripture that Christ is very clear about going after the one even though the was mm-hmm.
1: Hey, we're talking today about the Faith and Work Summit coming up in Chicago on October 11th through the 13th. And we've got, and we really want you to check it out because Martha and I are going to be there. We're going to be on the ground meeting people, hopefully doing some on the ground interviews, but we're definitely talking with people before and after the summit, the impact. FWSummit.org, FWSummit.org. We've got Andrew Coots here. He's the communications director for the summit. And right now we're talking with Delano Sheffield. He's a pastor in Kansas City, Missouri, and he is also involved with Made to Flourish, a an organization specifically designed to encourage pastors in helping equip their congregations to connect what they hear on Sunday with what they do in their nine-to-five. Delano, talk about the pushback you get from, uh, let's just say, I, I want to be careful how I say this, people who just don't get that that connection, that I mean, pastors that just don't understand their role of equipping us in the marketplace. Do you, do you get pushback from people?
0: Oh, absolutely, pushback from pastors and from parishioners. Um, we tend to think about our engagement in the community, uh, with, you know, taking taking the gospel with us and, and relegate it to uh, to sharing the gospel, you know, in, in the in, in the intent of uh, bringing people to salvation. But there's so much more to it, and I, I think we have to think about what is that redemption that Christ uh, has done? Did he pay for just our soul, or is he really essentially saying that all of the earth is the Lord's? Um, if, if he's redeemed it all, then there's something to be said about the things that we see in front of.
1: And that's really a kingdom view, and a lot, that's not really talked about very often, but you're really talking a kingdom view. So Delano, if I walk through your church on Sunday morning, through the doors and, and went into your church, how am I going to hear within your message the fact that my work in the marketplace, in my workplace, is just as important as that of the pastor or the foreign missionary?
0: That's a great question. That's one, one of the things that we're really trying to think through as we've been on this journey just for a couple of years now. Uh, but just a couple of quick practical ways. We try to commission other um, uh, occupations as much as we do when we send missionaries or deacons out. Um, when we talk about benediction, we try to encourage people to receive it not as a prayer, but as a, uh, a blessing that you'll now go do what we've heard. Um, and then just in, in the preaching that we do in general, we, we are really trying to be thoughtful and um, very candid about thinking about uh, what you've heard. Is it, uh, How does it apply to not just the ethical components of your life, the do not do thing,
2: but also the
0: you need to go and do type things as well.
2: Mm, that's very good. About integrating that I do. I have a question, just real quick. Um, I, we were just having a conversation about benediction the other day at church. Is there a specific thing that you're charging your congregation with at the end of your service, uh, or is it different every day, every time?
0: When when I get a chance to preach, I, I usually just integrate the thoughts that I've heard or that have been said through the okay. sermon, and in some way, just remind them as you go into your various occupations at home in your car as you're driving home, uh, wherever you may be this time tomorrow. that
2: kind Excellent.
0: Of thing. Go and do the things that you've heard and understood from God.
2: Because that's Part such a God. simple way to connect it, but a lot of times we just go right past that and don't really make that connection. So I love hearing that.
1: Delano Sheffield, thank you so much for being on iWork for him. We look forward to hearing from your heart at the Faith and Work Summit in Chicago a month from today. Thank you so much for sharing just a little bit of a sneak peek right here I iWork for him. Thank
0: you. And thank you for the good work that you all are doing also.
1: Well, it's a privilege to partner with you. All right, Andrew Kutz here. We are giving away a pair of tickets to the Chicago Faith of Work Summit. I'll tell people about why they should call in and win these tickets. I mean, you know, that's a big commitment to go ahead and fly to the Windy City in Chicago in October. Why should they come?
3: Well, if you're listening, I went for him radio. You're already asking some good questions. Uh, how do I integrate my faith with my work? Um, and this, a conference is going to be uh, an opportunity to get a greater vision for what that looks like, be encouraged by others who are asking the same questions, seeking to live out their faith uh, with a kingdom mindset, uh, fresh ideas, new relationships. Um, There's there's so many opportunities uh, that await any time that you get a group of believers together, Um, and uh, I'm looking forward to see what God's going to do.
1: It's going to be exciting. So, if you'd like to win a pair of tickets to the Faith and Work Summit in Chicago, October 11th through the 13th, a time of year where Chicago is just about perfect, 866 713 9675, 866 713 9675, 866 713 work. Call, win a pair of tickets, leave us a message, and Martha will choose the winner later on today. So check out the Faith and Work Summit online, fwsummit.org, fwsummit.org. And this is a summit that happens every other year. Martha and I got to go a couple years in Dallas, some of you may remember. And this year it's in Chicago, Illinois in October, which is a perfect time of year to explore the Midwest, to explore the Windy City, to... taste some real Chicago deep dish and a Chicago dog while walking alongside Lake Michigan. I think
2: everybody can tell you're hungry.
1: Oh, well, I'm hungry. I'm hungry <laughs> Barbecue and in Kansas City. Barbie, that's, right, that's right. But but seriously, Giordano's Pizza in Chicago, I just can't wait. And I like their thin crust cheese. It's It's great. Their deep dish is also phenomenal. All right, Andrew, let's stop talking about food. Let's talk about what God's going to do in Chicago. You've got we're, we're giving away tickets, but you want people not to just call in for the free ones, but to actually register because there's a deadline coming.
0: Yeah, we have
3: our early registration deadline coming up on Saturday, the 15th. So if you sign up before Saturday, uh, it'll be $239. But after that, it goes up 40 bucks. So I would encourage you, if you're interested in going, to, to sign up and also to call in and try to win that pair of tickets.
1: That's right. Sign up for the actual summit, fwsummit.org, fwsummit.org. If you'd like to win a pair of tickets for you to bring along a friend, to have your lives transformed by meeting people from across the country who also want to connect what they hear on Sunday with what they do in their nine to five call, 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. Andrew, introduce our next guest.
3: Uh, next, we have Tracy Matthews, and she's part of a, actually a newer ministry called The Call to Work. I think she's going to share a little bit about that. Uh, in the, before that, she spent eight years in the uh, biotech industry, and so she brings a unique voice to the summit, uh, blending her background in science and uh, bringing that into faith and work and uh, spiritual
1: transformation. Fantastic. Tracy Matthews, welcome to iWork for Him.
5: Thank you so much for having me.
1: I can't wait. Okay, so the biotech industry. How did you see your faith living out, living and breathing while you were in the biotech industry? Which part of the biotech industry were you in?
5: So I was in the industrial biotech industry, um, but I'll tell you, uh, I didn't understand these concepts of faith and work integration, and I missed out on a whole lot, but God has been showing me so much since then, and there's all sorts of ways that got safe from the biotech.
1: So can you go back and influence the biotech industry now?
5: (laughs) Well, I hope to influence many through the Call to Work, including folks in the biotech industry.
2: Excellent. So tell people you referred to the Call to Work. Tell us what that's all about. I'd love to.
5: So the Call to Work is a church-based program designed to help church leaders equip their people for faith and work integration. So this happens primarily through what we call the Call to Work course. This is a 10-session workshop-based experience, which helps participants approach their hour-by-hour work situations through the lenses of our faith, you know, tapping into the presence and purpose and wisdom and peace and power and joy that God has for us to help us respond well to specific situations. So we offer framework tools and effective forms to help people put their faith into practice to take a specific situation, discern God's presence his will and his guidance and join their efforts in with what he is already doing.
2: Hmm. So so tell us, I want to understand a little bit better because you said it's helping the church to do that, but so you're offering yeah. this for churches to host it when, and invite their um, members in to participate in? Is that how that works? So
5: the, the way it works is that I or somebody from the call will run the first small group or cohort of the course.
2: And then what we're
5: doing in that is we are working with, um, you know, likely somebody on staff or maybe a lay leader to identify participants that are experiencing more profound spiritual growth, Mm -hmm. and those folks we call into leadership, asking them to consider leading future groups for others. And they, again, will keep an eye out for those participants experiencing growth. So what we hope to leave behind is a pipeline of spiritual growth leaders, primarily lay leaders for the local church.
1: And which part of the country are you launching this in?
5: We are in the Chicagoland area. So the Faith and Work Summit is in our backyard.
1: Yes. Nice.
2: So, Very yeah. good. So you were saying you didn't understand the connection while you were in the biotech industry. How did you come to understand and be, be passionate about helping other Christ followers to connect their faith in their work?
5: Sure, yes. Yeah. Um, it happened, Well, a particular moment, there's so many, but a particular moment that was very important was um, a, a moment in church where I had this thought that maybe, just maybe, businesses were, business was for more than just making money, and mm-hmm. it was an entirely new thought. It sounds so funny to say now, but at the time, it was truly new and novel, and what occurred to me is that I had never asked God what he thought. <laughs> purpose of business was and then it occurred to me that I had never thought to ask him about what it meant to build partnerships or run financial protections or pretty much anything I did during my daily work beyond being a good person, I had never asked God about. So that moment led me on a huge adventure that landed me at the call to work. And I'll say that God clearly called me to it and my original passion was just purely obedience to him. (laughs) But God has used the call to work to transform me. He has Showing me firsthand how good it is to use our daily work situations to practice Christ-likeness, to grow closer to Him, and I am experiencing more fullness of life than I ever knew was possible. And that is the passion, which now has me looking to really serve others to
1: the call to work. So why are you coming to the Faith and Work Summit?
5: I am coming to the Faith and Work Summit uh, because of the people that will be there. There are so many thought leaders and on-the-ground practitioners from this faith and work movement, I know that through the summit, God's going to give me a better picture of how He's at work through this entire movement and also the role that He's more specifically giving me in the call to work to play. So I can't wait just for all the people that will be there, all the speakers we'll get to hear, and all the connection points there will be.
2: And speaking of speakers, you have a little something that you're going to be contributing to on that weekend. Tell us about that. Yes, yes. I'm doing one of the
5: workshop breakouts. Uh, my talk is titled Neurobiology and Transformation, Creating Conditions.
1: <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. We just slowed, got a whole yes, long thing. Slowed, yes. Slow down. we got to
2: process it, right?
1: Yes. <laughs> slow down.
2: Right. I'm Go excited. Ahead. Can you tell? Yeah, it's awesome.
5: All right. It's called Neurobiology and Transformation, Creating Conditions for Deeper Discipleship. So I'll be talking about some very basics of neurobiology that helps us understand the role God has given us to play in our own spiritual growth, our own character formation. So we'll talk about, <laughs> you know, Ow. what Wayne science is showing us, about how our character is formed. And I'll tell you that it's primarily through intentional practice, or, or maybe not even intentional, but practice and repetition. This is how our habits and our character are formed. And the neurobiology tells us stuff that we already knew But it's cool to actually understand and see the mechanics of it. That helps us see that we grow more like Christ,
2: largely through
5: practicing more Christ-like responses to our hour-by-hour of life.
2: You know, so I just hope that our listeners get a little um, excited about this, because what I'm hearing you say, Tracy, is that um, you're able to break this down, some really, really great ideas, into a way that I might be able to understand so I hope that that's been intriguing to people and that they will come and think about um, attending Tracy's workshop.
1: Tracy Matthews, we're so grateful that you shared just a little sneak peek into what you're talking about when you get there to the Chicago Faith and Work Summit in October. We look forward to meeting you face-to-face. Thanks so much for being on iWork, Him this afternoon.
5: Thank you. It's a, it's a wonderful opportunity to be on this program. Thanks for the work that you guys do.
1: Thank you. Faith and Work Summit online, fwsummit.org, fwsummit.org. Andrew Coutsy, your communications director for the Faith and Work Summit. It's a month from today. It launches. How excited are you after you hear, you got to hear Al Erisman today. You got to hear Delano Sheffield and I got to hear Tracy Matthews. Just three of your breakouts. Wow. It's incredible. There's people need to get registered, don't they? We're running out of time. We're running out of time. Uh, it's only a month away, and our early registration deadline is Saturday,
3: September 15th, so I encourage you to get online and uh, get registered today. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. You know, you're just getting a sneak peek. Uh, there's going to be over 45 breakouts. Uh, you've heard sort of a sneak peek of, you know, three or four or ideas that go up to 10, but um, there's going to be a lot of things that will be encouraging, hopefully for everyone in their particular vocation, but then also generally this comes to you seeking to follow Christ in the workplace. And, and Tracy was just talking just how we grow
1: as believers in Christ. Um, it's exciting stuff. FWSummit.org.
2: FWSummit.org. People can go there to register after they call today at 866-713-9675 and try to win that pair of tickets that we'll be giving away, compliments of the summit.
1: Andrew, when the summit launches on October the 11th and goes to, to noon on the 13th, just in twenty seconds, what can people expect?
3: Uh, they can be they can expect to learn something. I expect to learn something new. Uh, they can expect to be encouraged. They can expect to make new friends, new relationships, new allies. Uh, and I hope uh, they can be expected to be mobilized um, to serve God
1: and serve His kingdom through their work. And transformed by the renewing of their mind. I love that. Andrew Kutzier here with the Faith and Work Summit of Chicago. Thanks for being an I Work We look forward to being face-to-face in just a month. Thank you, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right, make sure you check it out online, fwsummit.org, fwsummit.org. You've been listening to the I Work radio program with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg.
2: We're Christ followers, our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for, for Him. him.